This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, he scores! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! You're listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. I'm James Mappin uh, and this is the Oppo's View, uh, giving the preview show a new name this week. Uh, now this week we're delighted to be joined by Stuart from the Railwaymen podcast. He'll be giving us a lowdown on our next opponent's crew, Alexandra, as we make the trip to Gresty Road or the Mournflake Stadium, as it's now more affectionately known, uh, obviously there this, this weekend. Uh, how are you, Stuart? You all right? Yeah, all well, good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. No problem, no problem. Um, well, we might as well get to get straight into it then. Um, I mean, this we'll, we'll talk about this season in a in a second. But how did how did last season go for go for yourselves? Uh, pretty good, mid table after coming back up from League Two the year before. Um, there was a sense from within the club we felt like the management the players that we'd maybe missed an opportunity in a few games to really sort of push on for a playoff place i think no one in the fan base was really expecting that uh last year but the season sort of petered out we weren't ever really in any relegation trouble and we weren't ever really in any playoff contention um and that's not something to complain about, uh, you know, that maybe the last few games of the season are a bit boring because there's nothing going on. But when you've been promoted the year before, you can't really complain about that, um, especially now this season when we are having a season where it feels like it's not going to be a boring end to the season for the wrong reasons, as I'm sure we'll get on to. Yeah, of course. Now, I mean... I always, when I always think of Croatia Alexandra, I always think of him as a club that obviously develops the youth players and then sells them on. Uh, is, is that is that still the case, or is that something just from like twenty years ago? <laughs> no, that's still the case. Um, most of that see, most of last season's team, um, they were academy products players that had come up 
probably got put into the first team when we were last in League One a little bit too early. Um, learned how to play football, learned how to play as a team, and then got promoted. And now they've all gone. We lost five in the summer. Uh, is that not frustrating is, as a fan that the, the, your better players just just leave and and, and go to you know pastures new? It is um, losing five in one summer it, or one season because Perry NG went to Cardiff in January. Um, it's it's too many, and that's I think what the problem is this year. Uh, without going too much into it, because I'm sure you know there's there's quite a lot more I can go into it than maybe Wednesday fans want to listen to. But we have seemed to develop a problem now with getting these academy players tied down to contracts that are long enough and meaningful enough with release clauses that they're willing to sign. So it's really a case of get them to sign something and then sign them on. We lost Harry Pickering to Blackburn uh, for three quarters of a million. Um, there's a there's a release clause in his next deal, not a release clause, sorry, uh, a transfer percentage in his next deal from Blackburn on included in that. So it's not the only money we'll get from him, but he's he was worth more than that. Um, Perry NG went for half a million because he had six months of his contract left. Ryan Wintle ran his contract down to nothing and left on a free, which I yeah. I, I can't stand. Uh, if you come up through the Crew Academy, you know how much the club has invested in you. You know, it's about half a million pounds into you. Uh, you need to pay that back. So I'm not a fan of him. Same for Owen Dale. He came through last year, breakthrough player of the season, ended up with all the awards, went on strike basically to force through a, a, de- a deal to Blackpool on the transfer window deadline day. So that's frustrating. I've got no problem. To go back to your actual question, I've got no problem with Crew being the club that it is, that it has been since I've started supporting them. Yeah. It's a small club in a small town, probably punching above its weight. Um, but we develop players and we sell them on. And I, and I know I'm not the only one, I know a lot of Crew fans get a lot of pleasure pleasure from seeing Crew Academy players in the Premier League playing for other clubs and saying, you know, we had a part to play in that. Yeah. Dean Ashton, yeah. Billy Jones, you know, you had Kenny Lunt, who's now back at the Alex as our assistant manager. Yeah. Um, the list is ridiculous. You know, I could... I could go for five minutes and I'd still forget someone. Um, that is a big part of what I enjoy about Crow. I enjoy the fact I support the town I was born in, which, you know, is a dying breed of a supporting, you know, around the world these days. But I also enjoy the fact that um, I support a club whose ethos is play young local kids, play the right way, sell them on, get the next crop in. Um, so we lost all of these last year and then, those shoots that the next crop is coming through. Um, last night, when we were recording this Wednesday, so Tuesday night, we played Lincoln. Um, eight of the 11 starters were academy players, um, yeah. and not one of those was over 23. So we had the goalkeeper, Dave Richards, and Mika Mandron, who's 27, 26, respectively. They're not academy players. Yeah. Uh, we had... Ben Knight, who's on loan from Man City, he's 19. Uh, but other than that, we had yeah eight academy players, three are 23. The youngest is 17, started playing a month ago. Um, so the next crop are starting to come through. But my belief is this year, it'll be the same as the last crop. They are possibly in a league too high for where they are right now. Uh, so we'll probably... I think we will probably will be relegated this season. And I think that this team will then start playing in League Two, learning how to play games against, you know, men's teams, learning how to win against men's teams. 
uh, and eventually the cycle will repeat itself. They'll be promoted three, four years time down the line. We'll be in League One, and then they'll all go, and then this will start again with the next prop. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's definitely a sust- how it it's, it's definitely a sustainable model. When 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 you look at uh, clubs like ourselves, to go in quite a lot of financial difficulty trying to buy his way out of the Championship, and obviously here we are now in in League One, suffering the consequences of that. So I mean, it is good to see a club that that is trying to do it the you know quote unquote the right way, if you if you can put it if you can put it like that, but. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of positives about supporting crew. Um, the last few years, I'll be honest, have not been easy, um, you know, with the whole Barry Bennell stuff, which I'm, I'm not going to go into now. But that era feels like it's gone. There's a whole new board. All the board members, the chairman are local businessmen who have been around crew or supported the Alex for years and years and years and have invested that money into the club. So, for example, we get I think we get quite a lot of um, social media coverage from our away end because it's called the ice cream van stand. Uh, But basically, it's a local businessman. They make ice cream vans uh, and sell them around the country. And he's chosen to invest the money that he's made from his company back into his local club. So, you know, whilst whilst the rest of the country can say it's a stupid name for a stand, (laughs) I don't care. It's a local businessman supporting his local club. And that's what it's all about. Exactly. I don't need someone from... America or China, I don't need that. I need, you know, crew being run by crew people. Of course. Um, so just like going on to this season then now. So, I mean, how how disappointed are you, uh, as, you know, as, a, as a fan of crew that how the season has gone so far? Or, or is it something that you perhaps saw coming? I mean, you know, you said, you said already that you finished mid-table last season. So I guess you probably wanted to try and push on from that, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, I think, like I say, a lot of people weren't expecting this in the fact that we lost a few, but then as the season, the preseason went on, we lost more and then we lost more. We lost Charlie Kirk just, it was the day before the season started, Charlton put in a bid that Crew accepted and then he wasn't playing. Uh, as soon as that, that's, you know, suggested, he isn't going to play for the first team and he didn't, he didn't play this year. Uh, like I said, we had Owen Dale for the first few games and he forced a move away. Uh, and then we had this odd situation where two of the summer signings that we signed both retired from football before they'd really played. One didn't play a game and one played two, three, four games and then retired. So the summer was a nightmare. Every day it seemed like there was another negative story coming out of the club, you know, and it, it was a horrendous start to the season. It got to the point where Dave Artels had quite a lot of... Um, He's got quite a lot of credit in the bank with crew fans because he got promoted a a year or so ago. Um, But whether he should have been sacked or not sort of split the fan base. Um, I think most clubs would have sacked the manager after two wins in 20 league games. Um, But crew, I think we're about 50-50 because who are we going to get in that we can pay league one competitive wages to? Um, who's going to understand the system that we are? And it, it sounds a little bit like two in our own home, but we are we are an obscure club. We're, we're an individual club. There's not many clubs that are run the way we are um, in terms of the youth players will take precedent. They're given time where they're probably not going to be ready when they come in, but that's fine because they'll play enough games that they will be ready. Or if they're not and they don't make it, that's fine too. Um not many, you know, it's, it's a, football's a cutthroat business. Not many clubs yeah. are running the way where give people time. And if we if they don't play well for a couple of games, that's all right. They're, they're bedding themselves in. Um, so 
yeah, it, it started off really bad. Um, it, we went about four games in the end of August, start of September, where I just didn't think we were ever going to score a goal ever again uh, because we just weren't creating anything. And as soon as the opposition scored, that's it. I knew it was a loss. Um, but it's gotten better. We, we've still only won three games in the league all season, and one of them was yesterday. Um, but it has gotten better. We've won our last two home games in the league against Gillingham and Lincoln. Admittedly, yep. they were both quite poor teams. Gillingham turned up in the middle of this injury crisis. The manager wanted to leave. Uh, they were talking about playing a goalkeeper in midfield. Um, Christ. But, you know, we, we still, we were on our horrible run of form ourselves, so we still had to beat them. Uh, and then Lincoln, Lincoln were my favourite team to watch. I watched them three times playing crew last year in the league and the League Cup. They were tremendous last year and then they turned up yesterday and they were nothing like what they were like last year. Uh, I yeah. mean, they lost George Grant and Brennan Johnson, but yeah, I think they're in the middle of an injury crisis as well. So, you know, if we can keep playing teams that are having injury crises, we might might, might actually get ourselves out of the relegation zone. Hello, hello. Um, <laughs> we're having an injury crisis as well. We've got so many players out at the at the moment. Also, like I was saying to you before, and, you know, we um, only played one one recognised defender against Portsmouth, um, which was Liam Palmer. Uh, and we played him at centre-back and he's not really a centre-back either. So, uh, yeah, we are uh, we are struggling in that, uh, in that department. I mean, I mean, how, how do the fans feel about the manager, Dave Artel, at the, at the moment? Are, they, are the fans starting to turn on him or are you still quite positive? Uh, it's, it's mixed. It's a mix at the minute. Um, there's some people who don't like what I've just said in the fact that Crew are a unique club. Uh, there's some people who would like Crew to be a bit more cutthroat and, you know, this is a football business and we want to win games. Uh, they've definitely been making their voices heard on, on Twitter, social media, etc. Um, so I... I run the podcast and I've got about 14 people that I can call on. We have three on each week and sort of rotate in whoever's been to see the game. Uh, I think the vast majority are still Artel in simply because of the fact, like I said, who else would come in? Who know, you know, Artel played for the club. He was coaching at the club. Um, he knows the club. Kenny Lunt is the assistant. I mean, there's no one who is more Alex than Kenny Lunt. Um, yeah. He came through the academy himself. He was, Dario Guardi's favourite player. Um, he would probably not have made it the size of him at most professional football clubs. Yeah. But, you know, he was given that time to grow and become the midfielder that he became because of the fact of where, how crew play. Um, you know, he, he's, he knows the club inside out as well. Um, so I don't know. I think at the minute, I think what most fans, and I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but what I think is... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That 
he seems to have found a formation that works with the current crop. The last two and a half seasons, we've played 4-3-3, and you could put any number of money, any amount of money on it to, to bet that that would be the formation we'd line up in and you'd win every single time. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't work with the players we've got now. The players that have left um, with that system, he's taken a long time to find this new system. And there's been shoots. We lost at Ipswich and we lost at Wimbledon. Um, but the club, or the players played better in those games than they had been playing. And that was the thing that was really getting people down. Like the performances were awful. Um, whereas the last few weeks, they've been better, but we've lost. And then yesterday we won. So, you know, the shoots, we're still 23rd out of 24 in the table. Uh, so any manager that is not under pressure, you'd have to question why. Um, but at the same time, I think he will be given time. The last manager was given time and, and it ended up with him taking us down from League One to League Two and then being very close to the bottom of League Two before he was eventually sacked. Yeah. So we are a club that gives managers time, whether that's a positive or not. Um, I think it depends on the situation. Yeah, I mean, I was just about to ask you there, is any any positives to come from this season? It looks like, I mean, you look at your home form, you've only last four in all competitions at home. Um, you've just mentioned there, you know, you last uh, lost against Wimbledon and, and Ipswich, but, you know, the performances are better. Can you put your finger on what's changed, if anything, that, that's made the performances better? Is it a change in system? Is it a change in personnel? What? Yeah, it's it's a bit of both. I'd say mostly the change in system. So instead of four, three, three, we're now three, well, five with the wing backs, three, two. Um, so playing two up top, which I haven't played for a long time. Um, getting different players in. Like I said, yesterday against Lincoln, we had eight of the starters were academy players, young players who are learning their learning the way in the game. Probably didn't start the season thinking they'd be playing first team football because other players would be, but they've been tried. Um, signings that came in, loan players that came in, and they haven't really worked. So now we're back to play the academy lads, see what's happening. Um, there's a young lad, I'd say, who's been the shining light so far this season, Zach Williams. Uh, he made his debut away at Bolton. He's 17. People hadn't really heard of him other than the fact that he played in the Youth Cup, um, and that was it. And then all of a sudden, he's in the first team at Bolton. And then the week after was a home game against Gillingham, a 2-0 win, and he was man of the match. You possibly would have seen that because that's the one. He got quite a lot of media attention because he couldn't win in the champagne because he's 17. So he got, <laughs> uh, what did he get? A packet of crisps and some uh, Haribo or something like that. Um, so I think that was doing the rounds um, on, on social media everywhere. Uh, he's been the shining light. But then, you know, there's others as well. There's another Tommy Lowry who probably feels like, well, I know he feels like he should be gone. He belongs in that older crop of Charlie Kerr, and G, Ryan Wintle, uh, Harry Pickering. He wants to be the next one to go. His contract's out in the summer. He wouldn't sign a new deal, so Dave Artel wouldn't play him, which I completely support, uh, you know, because we can't be held to ransom by academy players. Otherwise, the whole system breaks down. Yeah. However, he is by far the most creative player we have in the squad. He's now back in the team. Uh, I think... Dave Artel was told by the board to back down. So he still hasn't signed a contract, but he will be playing on Saturday. Um, so him coming back in has been a change as well. We didn't have him at the start of the season. So we just, like I said, the first few games of the season after Cheltenham on the first game, we just didn't look like we we're ever going to score. Uh, now we do. Uh, admittedly, last night, 
we won 2-0 and there were both penalties, but at least we're in the opposition penalty area to get penalties, which, you know, that's an improvement on where we were at the start of the season. Of course. I mean, it, we've already spoken a little bit about expectations, but I'm, I'm guessing have your expectations changed um, now you find yourself, you know, 23rd in the in the league um is what is what are the expectations now is it just to just to stay in the division fifth bottom would be amazing uh i'm not convinced it will happen even though you know it's always nicer the day after a win um but i I'm, i don't think it will happen i need to see more before i change my mind the start of the season i had no idea um because if, if you look at league one this year before anyone's played a game league one is ridiculous this year yeah. you know you you guys sunderland ipswich charlton wigan with all their money uh they'll be at portsmouth there'll be a couple of others i've forgotten the league's insane this season um so we didn't know where we were going to be um because of the fact that we finished 12 last year we knew we'd lost some players but we also thought we'd brought some good players in yeah uh as I said, that didn't quite work out the way we were planning. Some of them have been okay. So Chris Long up front, he's been a pretty good sign-in so far. But, the, you know, we lost two to retirement. So that's not ideal. Uh, now, I think if you were to speak to any crew fan or any member of the crew staff, the expectation or the hope now is fifth bottom on the last day of the season. Yeah, Just stay in the league, rebuild. Uh, the, the players that we've got will have another season under their belt. Um, and we'll go again next year, hopefully with some players that decide they want to stick around a bit longer. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking at the bottom of the league there and there's, you know, Doncaster obviously rooted, you know, you've got Gilling, Gillingham, just a couple of points. I mean, you're not, you're not that far away, you know, four points from from that elusive fifth bottom, which is Morecambe. Uh, obviously, Fleetwood picked up a win, which probably didn't you, didn't you do yourself any any favours uh, last night. That's their first win in what feels like forever. Um, Gillingham can't buy a win at, at the moment. So, I mean, yeah, I think there's still uh, there's still probably some hope, but hopefully we uh, we dash your hopes on uh, <laughs> on, on Saturday. Um, I mean, just uh, just another thing. I mean, Chris Porter is, one of, is someone that perhaps, you know, Sheffield Wednesday fans will, will know about after his spell at Sheffield United. I mean, how... How good has he been over the years for yourself and, and how important is he even at the age of, you know, the ripe old age of 37? Ah, oh, he's ace. Um, he, he's, I think he's now, with his new contract this summer, I think he said he's now stayed at Crew longer than any club, um, which is odd because I don't really think that people have ever sort of taken him on as like he's now been there for a while because he signed as an old experienced player to help the younger players come through and learn how to game manage and learn how to you know battle your way to wins and that was five years ago and he's still there um i didn't think he i probably didn't think he should have got a new contract in the summer simply because of the fact he's 37 i think he's 38 in a few days um which you know if you're a 38 year old and you're playing in league one um, then something else has gone wrong with the squad you're playing in, I think. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, he has been one of our best players this year. And I say unfortunately simply for the fact that he shouldn't at 38 be one of our best players. Um, other people should be helping him out. But his, uh, I don't know how much you will know, you know, from his from his Blades days, uh, but he, he runs the line a lot. He, he tries to do everything he can, but, you know, he's limited in terms of pace and uh, stamina. He's always offside. That's a, a thing that, you know, if he plays on Saturday, he'll be offside more often than he's not. But yeah, he's great. He's not too far off as well now from the top goal scoring league, league goal. I think he's, he's still got a few. He won't do it. He's only got six months left and he can't possibly go on next year. But I think that, you know, he was given this contract because he's going to become the next player going into coaching, 
when he yeah. retires, um, which again is another part of crew. It's not just the players. The players then go on to coaching. Um, you know, Neil Critchley, who's now pulling up trees at Blackpool, uh, he played once or twice as a teenager for crew, realised he couldn't make it, got an injury, I think, and then he just devoted himself to coaching and now, you know, he's absolutely flying. So I think Chris Porter sees that not only are crew a good place to be for young players, they're also a good place to be for young coaches. Yeah. Um, again, the list goes on and on and on with coaches who are now in the Football League, you know, and it would end with the England assistant manager, Steve Holland. You know, he was Dario Guardi's right-hand man for years and years and years, went to Chelsea for years, and now he's getting to Euro finals and World Cup semifinals. So of course, that I think, you know, that I think would be where Chris Porter's not aiming, obviously, but that's where he's looking and saying that the club can do that for me as well. Yeah, I mean, who would you say your biggest threat is? Obviously, when we when we come up against you on uh, on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, Mika Mandron was tremendous last season. Um, he's had a terrible season this year, but he still managed to get, I think, six goals now. Um, he got two yesterday, both penalties. But I really like him. But he can't do anything by himself. It's got to come from the midfielders. Um, ben Knight's on loan from Man City. He looks, you know, he looks like a Man City player. He yeah. is very confident and comfortable on the ball. He's, I'd be surprised if we see him in the first type team at, at the end. He had any time soon though. Um, but one I'll pick up, maybe Ollie Finney. So he's the third of three midfielders. He'll be playing a more advanced role and he'll sort of try and find that pocket of space in between yeah. your midfielders and your defenders. If he... If, you know, if we're going to go football manager rankings, if his composure was higher than whatever it would be now, I don't know, five or six, he would already be gone. Uh, he gets himself in such good positions all the time and then he'll sky it wide or he'll pass it for a throw in or yeah. he'll fall over the ball. So on his day, and I think most crew fans would agree with me, on his day, he will be terrifying to opposition players and opposition fans. He's just not quite got it yet. And I don't know whether he ever will. He's he's good enough for League One. I don't know whether he will push on enough to be good enough for higher up. But at the minute, he isn't. But hopefully he will be. So I'll pick him out. He'll be playing, like I say, in that hole, sort of pushing on in midfield, trying to find those spaces to find that killer ball. I mean, obviously you already mentioned about the the change in formation to to the the five three two, if you or slight variation of that. Um, I mean, what what would you say the like the style of play is that you that crew tried to play? Oh, that's not changed since I started watching them thirty years ago. Get the ball down, pass it around, uh, walk the ball into the goal. Um, that that you know, the, there is now the ability to go along with. Chris Porter, Mika Mandron up top, um, and they have done that, but they've done that when they've looked desperate. I think the last few games when crew have looked better is getting back to that passing from the back. We've got three centre-backs, and, you know, it's the very modern style of one's in the middle and then two go wide for goal kicks, and yeah. we'll start from there, uh, and we'll we'll work our way, work our triangles, and we'll try and get ourselves up the pitch that way. Um, if it works, it looks lovely, and, you know, we have been absolutely treated the last few seasons to see, especially down the left left wing with Pickering and Kirk, some unbelievable goals. Uh, it hasn't quite looked so nice this season because we just, you know, it's a, it's a brand new team. They don't know each other. They're learning how to play together. Um, but that would be the aim. If it's going long after 65 minutes, then, you know, clearly something's gone wrong in the game and we've gone to plan B. 
Okay, of course. Uh, now, the, the million-dollar question then. Uh, I'm going to nail you down for a, for a score prediction, Stuart. So, uh, yeah, how do you see it panning out on, uh, on Saturday? Uh, well, we haven't won back-to-back league games this season. I mean, that's fairly obvious. We've won three league games. Um, so I'd like this to, to be the one where we do. But, you know, we are 23rd and you are 8th, I believe. Yeah. 8th or 9th at the minute. Um, so let's just go with a, a non-defeat, a one-one draw. Fantastic! Cheers, cheers, Stuart. Now, just before we do go, Stuart, where can uh, where can the Wednesday fans find you on your social media and your podcast if they want to have a listen? Um, anywhere, like any any uh, podcast app available, we're on all of them. Um, we've got you know we've got quite a good catalogue of ex-players, so there's some good ones in there for people to listen to. Um, yeah, and anywhere that uh, you get your podcast, and, we're available. And where are you on the social media? What's your what's your username? Uh, it's at Railwaymen I believe, on Twitter, uh, and then there's also the one on Instagram, which I think is the same. But I'm not in charge of that. I've delegated that to someone much younger <laughs> who knows what's going on. I'm <laughs> no, far, I'm far no, too problem. old to do. I'll pop the links in the uh, in the show notes, Stuart. So if people want to have a Perfect. have a look, have a look, that's that's fine. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you for your time, Stuart, and uh, all the best, all the best the rest of the season. Like I said, hopefully um, not too good on Saturday though. Cheers, thank you. <laughs> Cheers, Stuart. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans